0: Hello and welcome to Stuck in the 90s. We are your weekly nostalgia podcast chronicling the years 1990 through 1999. We're your hosts. My name is Chris Alfick, And I'm Connor Thompson. This week we are doing 1999. The days we're doing, June 10th through 16th. What a lovely time, and let's kick it off.
1: All right, June 10th, NATO suspends its airstrikes after Slobodan Milosevic agrees to withdraw Yugoslav forces from Kosovo. That's nice.
0: Yeah, that's one of those names that I only know how to pronounce because of just hearing it on the news all the time back in the day.
1: Here's to hoping I didn't butcher it. Yeah. Second story for the day, titled, Products with Cat or Dog Fur Targeted. Selling or making products with dog or cat fur should be a federal crime, two members of Congress said Wednesday. It wasn't already? There's no evidence that pets are being killed in the United States for their fur, but DNA tests on furs have confirmed that products with dog or cat hair have been sold in the country.
0: Yeah, that's a little messed up. Isn't that kind of proof that that happened? Well, no, because it's like uh, exported from overseas and stuff like that. Oh, uh, um, so further not, in the killed article... in, not killed in the U.S., killed elsewhere. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I think further on in the article, it's saying how um, some were like sold to like a Burlington Coat factory or something. Ooh, questionable. But it's like, you know, like they didn't know and stuff. Are you wearing a beagle? Yeah. Okay. Um, which also proves that, you know, the Mr. Burns uh, Oh thing. Yeah, I that thought was... that was just completely out there. Like, no one would do that. Simpsons did it. Okay, moving on to June 11th. $1.7 million for Whistleblower. The state of California has agreed to pay $1.7 million to whistleblower Richard Caruso, a former guard at Kurokin State Prison, who broke the code of silence and exposed a platform of deadly shootings of inmates, only to lose his career. Holy shit.
1: You got through it, but I think it's Corcoran. Corcoran? And you said, or, it doesn't matter. At a prison. prison. And
0: I think it's the contents that matter, like, yeah, that's really fucked up. And this is a time when, you know, whistleblowers actually weren't, I don't know, completely fucked over june 12th texas governor george w bush announces he will
1: seek the republican party nomination for president of the united states also on this date and far more importantly first person shooter game counter strike is originally released as a half-life mod by min guzman lee and jess cliff cliff that's a very creative <laughs> nickname yeah soon after lee and cliff were hired and the game's intellectual property acquired by valve who officially released it in November of 2000.
0: Is it really a nickname if your name's just Cliff?
1: I don't think so. That's no one's ever
0: been like, Hey, Connor, what a crazy nickname you have, Connor. Yeah.
1: That's weird.
0: Clifford, the Big Red
1: Aww. Programmer. That's a... You missed out, Cliff. Yeah, that's a nickname. Fun game, though.
0: Yeah, we're ramping up the stakes And far more important news. This isn't actually that important. S Club 7 debuts at number one on the UK singles charts with their first single, Bring It All Back. And become the largest vocal group to enter at the top. Amazing. I loved S Club 7 back in the day. And I hope you did too. I've heard that there uh, ain't no party like an S Club party. That is a fact of the 90s. There ain't no party like an S Club party. Also, on this date... Worm virus poking holes in programming. The FBI on Friday tried to track the author of a computer virus that has hit some of the nation's biggest corporations and wiped out files on tens of thousands of machines. First detected in Israel early this week, worm.explore.zip masquerades as a message from a friend or acquaintance. Hi, recipient name. I received your email and I shall send you a reply ASAP. Till then, take a look at the attached zip docs. The message is harmless until you open the attached zip file. That unleashes a program that can wipe out contents of documents, spreadsheets, graphic presentations, and other Windows files. It really highlights how insecure Windows was. All these viruses were back in the day were batch files. Really simple things that almost anyone could write. That is just rename all these files, change their contents to this text, which is a a copy of the worm, and then send this email to everyone in your address book. This is like the kind of thing you could do in a grade 10 programming class and shit like this could infect thousands upon thousands of computers good job microsoft you knew how to write a secure operating system in the 90s
1: it's dangerous world out there moving on to june 14th uh this was in the news trends uh gossip and stuff to do section of the la times contest go network go.com invites web users to enter a contest explaining why they are a go-getter for 1200 Jesus. in prizes <laughs> That's so good. Also, on this date, the U.S. Supreme Court struck down a 65 year old ban on broadcast advertising of casino gambling. It said that the ban, which was aimed at protecting compulsive gamblers, violated free speech rights. Hmm. Priorities, America. Yep. Lastly, on this date, the Federal Reserve held an award ceremony today and will display for two weeks the winners of the quote, design the millennium bug so, so they they made an actual bug yeah like i couldn't find anything
0: that like that that was it right yeah
1: that was it yeah just like, design design a, design a bug. Millennium bug let's make light of
0: this potentially very serious issue i think it's fun moving on to june 15th the u.s senate passed legislation protecting companies from lawsuits stemming from the year 2000 computer problems wow we're all about y2k aren't we y2k right now it's six months to the to the big date Oof, yeah shit's
1: getting real june 16th ford cd radio to offer non-stop music ford motor company and the radio broadcast company cd radio said they will work together to give motorists access to cd radio's coast-to-coast commercial free music stations beginning in 2001 ford said it will begin installing cd radio receivers in all seven of its car brands as early as the first quarter of 2001 once the receiver is installed drivers will have access to cd radio's soon to be completed 100 station radio satellite system for a monthly subscription price of $9.95. this is like the beginning of
0: sirius xm this, um, I actually didn't write this in the notes, but later this year, you know what this company renamed themselves to? Sirius Satellite Radio. Called it. Yeah.
1: Also on this date, Vice President Al Gore announced his candidacy for the Democratic presidential nomination. And right. and now you have both chips in play.
0: Yeah, so this is 15, 17, 17 months before the election, I think. Yep. And we got the people who are going to be duking it out.
1: And just as a final note for the week overall, presidential announcements like this are a big deal. And there were people early on calling... Bush and Gore, the frontrunners.
0: Oh yeah, there were articles um, just stating it and like there were simulations on how they would do in a general election and it was pretty much predicting like very, very neck and neck, which is how it ended. Yeah, shit got real. Yeah, that was one of the closest presidential races in all of US history, I think.
1: Yeah, and a second note for the week, uh, Patch
0: Adams came out on VHS and DVD. And DVD. Yeah. Yeah, we were just searching through the home video releases and we thought this was kind of neat because we talked about Robin Williams last week and how he used laughter to cheer up christopher reeve while he was recovering in the hospital and that's and, the whole
1: plot of this movie
0: yeah except it's not based on it's based on a true story but one that has nothing to do with robin williams that's it's true. just you know fits who he is as a person
1: there you go let's move on to movies and music
0: all right this week at the box office let's see what we've got it's oh yeah that's awesome.
1: Sitting at number one, Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me.
0: This was such a good 90s movie. I don't even know. I don't even know what to say about it. It's just Austin Powers. Mike Myers is
1: Canadian, and we are thankful for that. Yeah. In the number two spot, something, really something called Star wow. Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. At number three, we have Notting Hill. For Instinct and Five, The Mummy, featuring Brandon Fraser, a fellow who we're going to talk about in a little bit.
0: Yeah, also a Canadian. Also a Canadian. Yeah, one and two, both movies I loved back in the day. I mean, Phantom Austin, pa- you did you I not know, like I the know. Phantom Menace when you first saw it? When I you did. are the age of Anakin Skywalker, that's true. It's pretty cool. It was awesome. Star Wars could still do no wrong, and it was a good experience. As a kid. You just can't go back. Oh, going back is, is tough. I still think episode two is the worst of the original three, though agreed it's uh i think like the with, third one was actually decent it's decent yeah, yeah. and then with, with some editing episode one could have been pretty good it's just the pod race and like some some of the shit on Tatooine just goes on way too long yeah the politics you know there's i'm sure there are doctoral theses on why the phantom menace sucks mace windu is pretty cool though oh yeah mace windu he is wasn't in best. this one yeah
1: um moving oh. down the list what else do we have here we have the, the matrix, matrix. Um, great movie there's um, a movie called
0: tea with mussolini i've never heard of that but what? that just that's just worth mentioning
1: yeah uh analyze this is on there never Ooh, been kissed 10 things i hate about you
0: Ooh, nice. that's a
1: classic baby yeah. geniuses
0: yeah again we're in this is 99 so we have a lot of oh, movies that shit. are just still in there doug's first movie october sky we're onto the megaplex um yeah. this Cruel is a big deal is still in there there are a
1: couple imax movies on here
0: yeah, Island of the Sharks
1: That's where we end it, Island of the Sharks Yep. Number one, Billboard Top 100 God, If You Had My Love, Jennifer Lopez
0: I think we, yeah, we talked oh about God. the song Yeah, we talked about the song a
1: few weeks ago Normally when the number one is bad Number two is better, but it's not
0: Number two is, can you at least it's say iconic. number two is iconic?
1: It is iconic Live in La Vida Loca by
0: Ricky Martin I don't think we can argue number three Number three no, is no scrubs. such a good TLC song It is, no scrubs, TLC yeah. Four? This is the only one. I have no clue what it is. Fortunate by Maxwell. I listened to this and I didn't remember it I at didn't all.
1: I didn't recognize it either.
0: Yeah, I gave it a listen. I didn't even listen to the whole song, but I'm like, I don't remember this. Number five, we have uh, rounding out the top five. Where My Girl's At by 702. Uh, that's right. I remember this song. I don't think you do. No. Interesting thing for this song was so played on like the pop music stations back uh, back then. Sometimes I'll look at a clock. The time will be 7 02, and I'll just think of this song. Oh god.
1: The first song on the list that actually matters. Number six, Kiss Me by Sixpence none the richer.
0: I'm surprised you uh you think that.
1: It's in so many romantic comedies. It, this song is gotta be in a hundred movies by now.
0: It it might be. I, I like this song. It was it again, a product of the time. Oh yeah. it is very catchy. And was really their only hit, Sixpence, None the Richer. I don't think they've really produced anything else. Oh, God, this is um, so rough. Oh,
1: Seven, God. we have That <laughs> Don't Impress Me Much by Shania Twain, which is an so amusing, you're Brad Pitt. amusing music video.
0: It is. Give her that. Um, I want to make a note about, uh, song, about number eight. It's 808 by Black. Uh, this is one of the first songs that I can think of that makes reference to the uh, TR-808, the drum machine, which mm. is referenced in a lot of music. So, yeah, I just wanted to make a note of that. Uh moving down the list at eleven we've got I Want It That Way by Backstreet Boys. Never heard of them. Uh Every Morning by Sugar
1: Ray. Ooh. Oh Wild Wild yeah. West. Will Smith featuring Drew Hill.
0: Yeah, this is a couple weeks before Wild Wild West actually comes out. Oh, Kevin Klein. Mm-hmm. I love that Wa- I don't actually know if that's true. I again like it's the a Phantom, great movie? Like the Phantom Menace, don't, I uh, loved it. I won't go back. I won't want to see memory. it again. We've got Believe by Cher. We've got Slide by the Goo Goo Dolls. I like this week.
1: Oh, the hardest thing. 98 degrees.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, here's one for you. Yes! 24. All-star.
1: Smash Mouth. Get into it.
0: <sighs> Moving
1: down. Fly Away by Lenny
0: Kravitz is on here. Yeah. Let's just end it at that. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I think this is a good week overall. There's a lot uh, of... Icon- yeah. I think there's a lot of iconic songs. That's true. Songs that made that band famous or their biggest song. Yep. Live in La Vida Loca, No Scrubs, Maybe Even I Want It That Way. I think so. One of the biggest Backstreet Boys songs. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Kiss Me by Sixpence, None the Richer. Their only song. Yeah. Very iconic songs by very... By 90s bands. Yeah. it right. at that.
1: Let's move on to possibly this week on... As we went through last week, Simpsons, Seinfeld, Friends are all off for the summer, so for the next while, we're going to be discussing television shows that you may have saw in a
0: rerun this week. Maybe not, Mm -hmm. but maybe so. Maybe it aired this week. You know what may or may not have aired this week? An episode of The X-Files, one of my favorites. (laughs) Season 5, episode 12, entitled Bad Blood. It originally aired February 22nd of 1998. It's a year and a half later, could have worked its way under reruns by now, especially since it's so good. Like The X-Files normally does, the episode opens up with with someone getting killed or something paranormal happening. This one's a little different, I'm going to go to the plot summary now. One night, FBI Special Agent Fox Mulder kills a young man who Mulder believes is a vampire, but has pointed dentures instead of actual fangs. So this episode opens hilariously. This kid is like he, like an 18-year-old, kind of portly fellow, yeah. is just running, screaming, He's trying to kill me! And this maniac, screaming, holding a wooden stake, is just running after him, pins him to the ground, hammers it through his heart, and then it's Mulder. That's, that's the opening That's the opening to the episode. That's serious. So it goes on uh, afterwards, he and his FBI partner, Special Agent Dana Scully, must report to their supervisor, Assistant Director Skinner. Uh, before they do so, they attempt to get their story straight. This goes on to be a really good episode where they each recount uh, their version of things. Okay. So we see it from Scully's point of view. We see it from Mulder's point of view. Um, They go to the small town like they always do to investigate what's going on because they hear about these vampire killings. Mm -hmm. Scully's view, we've got the sheriff who is played by Luke Wilson is a charming, you know, he's a charming southern, southern guy. Luke Wilson does not look like a person who should be put in charge of anything. (laughs) Well, it's great because afterwards you see Mulder's point of view and they've got like prosthetic buck teeth and he's playing a moron. And it's just great to see their two different viewpoints. Uh, The episode ends with the kid actually turning out to have been a vampire and the whole town are vampires. But... They're not deadly vampires. This kid is just kind of rogue. He likes to play up to the whole Bella Lugosi vampire thing. The other people, they just want to live their life in peace. So they kind of just drug Mulder and Scully at the end, put them in their cars, and just leave the town. Great episode overall. Also, Connor, you might want to cut this into the beginning of this section if you can, but there's massive spoilers in this. So, whoops. If you're into the X-Files but haven't got that far, Ew. sorry. Yeah, you know what? you'll you'll know you'll know to turn away really cool episode could have aired this week if you want to check out the x files i think this could be a good jumping in point
1: let's move on to our 90s spotlight as i mentioned with the mummy brandon fraser star of the movie whatever happened to that guy this week's 90s spotlight is on what happened to Brendan Fraser yeah so let me let me give you a little rundown of some of his popular 90s movies I'll even give you a few from the 2000s even though I
0: don't think I don't think you need it you don't think we need but we're gonna list it off anyway let's take a stroll down memory lane Encino Man I love Encino Man in the army now he was in that? Oh yeah. Oh wow. He had a he had a thing with Paula Shore then. He was George of the Jungle. He was. That was one of his big like breakout roles to younger audiences yep. like us at the time because I think we probably weren't really saw in the army
1: now, but Yeah. That was my first real introduction to him, followed by his big one, the mummy. Mm -hmm. He was in Dudley Do-Right. And then moving into the 2000s, he did The Mummy Returns. He was in Crash. Where's
0: the one where he was underground? Uh, What was that one? Um, Journey to the Center of the Earth. No, 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 not that. Um, Blast from the Past. Oh, yeah, Blast
1: from the Past. That was a
0: fantastic movie. Okay, that was 99. Let's
1: finish there. Brandon Fraser was a bona fide Hollywood superstar.
0: Yeah, he was... He was up there. He was one of the main guys for oh, yeah. a long was, time. Like, if if Brendan Fraser was in a movie in the 90s, especially towards the end, you knew it was it was going to be a box office draw. Yeah. Like, especially once we got to George of the Jungle and Blast from the Past. These were movies that you would see simply because a famous dude was in it, and that famous dude was Brendan Fraser. And then things just turned downhill yeah like he started
1: taking roles in movies that weren't doing so well Mm -hmm. from what i've been able to read everything for him really came crashing down with two particular roles in 2010 but chris and i both think he fell off the map before that like he did so in 03 did looney tunes back in action that's one of
0: the last things i really remember him being in uh crash apparently is a very well received movie i haven't seen yeah. it didn't yeah. do great at, i think it was uh it didn't earn a lot of money
1: journey to the center of the earth was crap
0: yeah i didn't care to see at that point like, i was like at, at that point yeah. when journey to the center of the earth came out i was like wow brendan Fraser. i haven't seen this guy in a while yeah he was in gi joe rise of cobra yeah that movie sucked. Sure did. Yeah, so he was still doing kind of... And he just... Yeah, like I, know, I said, 2010 movies, had but... Extraordinary
1: Measures and Furry Vengeance, both of which were absolute bombs. And then from there, you just don't hear from him anymore. He started getting into indie films and that kind of thing. Like, he's ripe for a comeback, I think.
0: I want that to he's, happen. He's a little
1: older, a little less of a pretty boy. I'm okay with it. He's still, he's still a rugged dude. He's
0: 47.
1: Yeah. He's seen some shit now. Bring him back, Hollywood. Mm -hmm. We know you're listening.
0: We're very important people with a very important podcast. (laughs) That's one of the biggest embellishments made on the show. Bring him back. Mm -hmm. Hey, you know what? For someone who apparently claims to be Canadian, he was born in Indianapolis. That's true.
1: He's a Hoosier, but his parents are full-blooded us.
0: Oh, his maternal uncle won a gold medal in the 1952 Olympics. I guess that means something. Still, Brendan Fraser, we love you. It's true. Oh, he attended a boarding school in Toronto. Come back, Brendan Fraser. You know what? We'll give you a spot on the podcast.
1: Oh, Brendan Fraser, if you want to come on for an interview, you can plug your wares. We're okay with it. You might have to pass 10 (laughs) bucks. But it's okay. All right. Speaking of sponsorships, every week on the podcast, we typically do a fictitious sponsor because we don't have real ones. And this week is kind of not really different. So our first $10 sponsorship segment spot... Goes out to Elliot, who a while back gave us 20 bucks unsolicited, which is super cool.
0: That was me. Thank you. Again.
1: Yeah. So I shot him an email and said, hey man, do you want to do a sponsorship? He had nothing to plug, but he did suggest a fake sponsor for the following. Poorly fitting baggy clothes from the 90s. We're talking bum equipment. We're talking no fear. We're talking enormous saggy jeans, like gangbanger jeans.
0: Worn by everyone though. And eight year olds in yeah. like suburban Canadian neighborhoods. Very white kids like us. Me at least. <laughs> Alright.
1: Me. Just me.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I remember going into the, the the second and the third grade just being told you got to wear baggy pants baggy pants is the cool thing to do If you have tight fitting pants, you're a loser The problem with clothes like this, like especially the baggy
1: jeans was that like you had to so you had to go out and buy the big baggy jeans But they didn't really fit around the waist. They were enormous in the leg I didn't have I didn't wear belts back then Right, and they would often like they're too long because they're clearly too big for you so like the bottoms of them would get all torn to oh, shit because get they're under your after, shoes like, all the two time. Weeks. Yeah. yeah,
0: you've got a nice little like jean cuff in the front that yeah. essentially degrades into some sort of rat tail in the back. And
1: you couldn't buy shorter jeans because then people would come up to you and say, "Hey, where's the flood?" Oh, bum <laughs> equipment that used to be everywhere.
0: Yeah, do you remember Exco and Echo? Oh, yes, yes. So you know what? At least there were. At least there were like there was like Liebensraum. There was breathing room. Oh, yeah. And I remember one time, you guys have all done this probably, you have snuck some snacks into the movies. Oh, the pockets were enormous. Yeah, you could fit a lot in there. Once, my really baggy, ill-fitting jeans in combination with my oversized winter jacket at the time, I managed to sneak in a two-liter <laughs> bottle of Coke. Into the theater. I have
1: a very distinct memory of going to a movie with my dad and my brother, and we're walking into the theater, and I was wearing a big baggy pair of jeans, and I had a bag of ketchup chips in the pocket, and I didn't realize that as I was walking, they were sliding up and up and up, so as we're going in, like, we gave the guy the ticket, he rips off the stub, and I'm walking into the theater, and I'm walking past an usher. And the bag of chips falls (laughs) right in front of him. It was a bag of ketchup Lay's. For you Americans, ketchup is the best flavor of chip. So the bag falls in front of him and he looks at me. And I look at him. And it was one of those uncomfortable situations where we didn't break eye contact. But I bent down and I picked up the bag put it back into my pocket, and just walked past him. And it was so uncomfortable. It's one of those things that I think about. This was literally 15 years ago. And I still think about it, and it still makes me uncomfortable.
0: I think that's one of those things where it's probably equally uncomfortable for that usher. Because well, what's he going to te- say? Well, he's probably a teenager. Yeah. And he's like, one, how much do I care about my job? Two, this is probably like a 13-year-old or something. I don't know how to confront this 13-year-old. And three, whatever.
1: Yep. Yeah. So that's that's just about all I have to say about that.
0: Yeah, we, we thank you. Uh, we thank you, ill-fitting, baggy clothing for just giving us a lot of room for shit. Yep. And thank you to Elliot for giving us 20 bucks for mm-hmm. shit. One more note on that. Yeah. When you had like big winter jackets, how cool was it like around, you know, October, November of every year reaching into those pockets and just oh, discovering stuff? Yeah, discovering all the stuff from the year prior. Money, gum, hopefully nothing that's going to go bad
1: your old tamagotchi you thought you lost
0: yeah, yeah. really cool thing very um, cool stuff
1: i think that's it i think that is about it so just a little little bit of housekeeping you can find us online at stuck in the 90s we're on instagram at stuck in the podcast we're on twitter at sit 90s sit 90s uh you can email us stuck in the 90s podcast gmail.com if you want to be a ten dollar sponsor we'll plug whatever you got Send us a little bit of wording. We're thinking like 15 to 30 seconds or so. That one went on a little longer because story time happened. Yeah. Um,
0: And that might happen for you too. If you have a good sponsor, yeah, we're just going to, we'll hopefully just break off into something.
1: Yeah. Now that the podcast is almost over, I apologize for my raspy voice. I have a head cold in the the summertime.
0: I'm sitting next to you. You sound fine. Also. I appreciate that. Summer colds. Those are the worst. Worst. Yeah. Uh, You know what? I forgot the wheel downstairs. That's okay.
1: Uh, you you pick a random date and I will make uh, the sounds.
0: You ready? All right. Next week we will be doing, how about, how about 92? How do you feel about 92? Sure. So right. that
1: puts us at June 17th to 22nd, 1992.
0: We'll try to bring up the wheel next week. Damn it, 23rd. 23rd? Yeah. Counting uh, is summertime. hard. You know what? This is like last week of school kind of thing. We're entering the summer. Very I love it. We're actually definitely entering the summer if it's the 23rd, you said? Yep.
1: Yeah. All Let's right. The we will
0: see you next week in 1992. The podcast
1: is, is now, now over. over.